Welcome to Sacred Starlight Spiritual Podcast, an enchanted take on healing, manifestation, and living. This is the sacred meeting place of magic, metaphysics, and grace. I'm Rebecca Muir, a professional astrologer, energy healer, meditation teacher, musician, and good witch. I'm here to nudge us all back into the magic of the force of love again. It's time to remember the infinite power that pulses through you now and moves everywhere around you, connected and available to you in every moment. It's time to change energy, to heal trauma, limiting beliefs, and to rise above the old story. It's time to remember and feel into a beautiful and powerful new identity. It's time to lean into love and weave magic. Dear force of infinite love, dear universe, great mystery, dear God, cloak us in love, grace, and magic now. So be it, and so it is. Let's get enchanted. All right, so welcome back to Sacred Starlight Podcast. This is part two of Facing the Dark When You'd Really Rather Not. And my guest today is Monica Blanco, who is an extremely gifted psychic intuitive, Akashic Records reader, Theta Healing Practitioner, and many other energy healing modalities. She's just an incredible spiritual guide. And this is a really deep topic. So we 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 dove very deep in the first part and I felt like we needed a part two to kind of hit a couple points. Um, boom, 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 boom. So I have a list of stuff we want to talk about and clarify um, while still staying in the flow. And before we begin the conversation, I'd like to open with a prayer. Just to center ourselves in non-denominational prayer, if you're finding this episode for the first time, it's just to the force of love. Dear universe, dear force of infinite love, infinite grace, infinite magic and infinite possibility. Dear God, dear goddess, great mystery, be with us now. We thank you so much for your presence, for helping us to remember and feel your presence, which is always here, everywhere around us and everywhere within us. We invite in the angels to be with us during this episode to talk about these difficult topics. And we ask that we be made clean and clear channels for your grace and your guidance and your love. And that both Monica and I and every person that finds this podcast in all directions of time and space be cloaked in grace, in love as we move forward into this conversation and into the future blessed with nothing but love before us, nothing but love behind us, with nothing but love to our left and nothing but love to our right, with nothing but love above us, nothing but love below us, and nothing but love within us, so be it, and so it is. Amen 
And if Monica, you have anything you would like to add? Yes, I will call in the energy of light, Archangel Michael, and all the beautiful beings of light that would like to assist us today and be here, feeling the energy and the presence of these beautiful beings, setting the tone to have this beautiful podcast so we can shine the light to everyone who is in need. And for this, we are grateful. And so it is. So be it. In gratitude. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. And this is going to be a whole other episode, but I have to tell you, my energy has been totally consumed this week by the events mm -hmm. in the world. So earlier mm -hmm. this week, um, George Floyd was, was mm -hmm. killed, murdered. Um, mm -hmm. And so this episode is actually gaining weight. Um, like everything that we already planned on discussing here about the dark mm -hmm. and, and by the dark, if you haven't listened to the first episode, I really do encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode, oh. but everything from negative energy to depression, to anger, to just everything that feels bad all the way through to talking about some of these very intimidating topics like ghosts mm -hmm. and spirits and demons and entities and extraterrestrials and thought forms, psychic attacks. We want to cover all of this and address all of this, but um, facing the dark takes on a whole new meaning as well um, because these events that are happening in the world, we have to look at them. And I wanted to start this, po this podcast out as well by talking about um, the astrology of 2020, I'm not going to get into it mm -hmm. deeply because this is not what this podcast is about, but this year is absolutely wild. And there was a planetary alignment of Saturn and Pluto coming together for the first time since 1982. And that happened in January. And I knew mm -hmm. that this year would be a year of reckoning for everybody collectively and for everyone personally. And there's a lot of shadow and dark that needs to be faced and you, we will have to face it. Um, you can't, you can hide, you can look the other way um, for so long. Some people don't have the privilege of looking the other way, by the way, mm -hmm. that's a whole other discussion. But um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to share that these spiritual topics are completely relevant to everything that's unfolding in the third dimensional world. They're not mm -hmm. separate. It's all, it's all here. And so when I say we're facing the dark, we might be talking about ghosts, entities, um, psychic attack, depression, negative energy, but it's also having the courage to face stuff that's going on. The way that the dark manifests in mm -hmm. our life um, is not just like it's it's all energetic, but it's not like just this con conceptual energy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. There's stuff going on in the world. So um, everything that we share here is relevant to that. And sometimes we'll be talking we'll be talking about how to clear energy um, energetically, psychically, through prayer and healing. And then sometimes it's also like making a phone call to your representatives too. Yeah. It's like that's also a thing, right? So it's all it's all light. Uh, actions that you can take in the light, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. they, they appear to be more third dimensional and sometimes they'll be like a bit more esoteric or, or sp spiritual, mm -hmm. every, but it's all, um, 
it's also relevant right now. So there's just stuff where we're going to be looking at the dark, however mm-hmm. that manifests for you, um, whether it's outside of yourself or inside of yourself. It can be t- absolutely terrifying when you feel like there's dark inside you, mm-hmm. um, which I personally went through a, like a couple decades ago, a long time ago. So whether, however you are experiencing darkness, pain, anger, depression, um, Mm-hmm. any of these lower these difficult feelings that's what we say when we're talking about the dark yeah um and so uh yeah anyway we're starting there so this, <laughs> this is this is a good year to like really it's always good to face it but if you resist it as well this is another thing one of the first things that monica talked about um in the first episode was the resistance factor because if you are resisting it uh, what happens? Tell me, Monica, what you think. About well, usually that. when we resist anything, anything, this is not just about um, the darkness. When we resist something, we know that it can persist. Um, there's some people that don't believe that that is the way it works, but I just feel like there's always a uh, reaction to an action. And so when we have that resistance of, let's say, Mm. you know what, this is not real, this is not true, um, or we just want to push back. Or I don't want this to be happening. Yeah. We're trying to escape. Yeah, exactly. Or we're Mm -hmm. looking for a way out. And here's the thing. Sometimes when we say looking for a way out, we think it's about, oh, um, I I just want to jump off a bridge or something like that it's not always that the case when we want to find a way out sometimes it's just about not being fully present or ignoring what's in front of us or um just kind of like what we say sometimes sweeping it under the rug i feel like we we all all just need to see how we can address certain things that we are not addressing um because Mm -hmm. if not it's just going to continue it comes back You might feel okay for a minute if you can distract yourself, but you'll have to deal with it again. It's going to come back up. Yeah. And the distractions Mm -hmm. can be any way, like um, it can be with food. It can be with alcohol, drugs. It can be, um, it can go any, any way. And there's like, I don't want to say there's right or wrong way. It's more about how can we, if, if, the healing industry is not what you're looking for. If it's maybe a, a higher connection to God, source, universe, if it's religion. I always say that however you want to find the light, if it's working for you, then that's great. I feel like what, what I've always said is like, if it doesn't work, then maybe we need to change something. And I always like to, to quote Einstein on that, like doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is insanity. Yeah. So changing that. So that's what I feel we, we, can, we can do in that case. Shift that energy. Let's change something so we can um, not just rise above it, but we can expand our awareness in that sense. Absolutely. And it might look different for each person. It's a very mm-hmm. individual journey. So we have some tips and tricks and tools that will work. Um, but what works for you in any given moment, um, maybe one thing or the other, right? Yeah. So um, I wanted to start uh, with saying mm-hmm. that uh, I had a very 
interesting experience with the dark, interesting as in terrifying, um, mm -hmm. with a, you know, having PTSD when I was young and having an incident happen at 19 that sent my nervous system into overdrive mm -hmm. um, for like a really extended period of time. And I didn't understand what was happening to me mm -hmm. as most people don't get it. So there was a longer period of several years where I was just trying to get myself under control, but I felt really um, like totally my self-concept was just shattered. Um, so eventually, once I started to get a little distance from the event, I was on uh, antidepressants at the time just to calm my nervous system down. Mm -hmm. uh, I started to use cognitive behavioral therapy, and this is where you have changing your thoughts. And this is what I'll, I'll share. It's, it's interesting when you have anxiety disorder or panics, panic attacks or anything like that. Um, and I was studying a lot of Buddhist traditions at the mm -hmm. time, and they were talking about fear. And I'm like, this is so visceral for me. Like what seems blanket conceptual, like fear, I'm like, oh no, this is like, like really present for me in every freaking moment. Mm -hmm. But when you have these fearful thoughts, they also spiral, right? And when you resist them, and your nervous system is in overdrive and you're scared, you're like, oh, no, 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 something's even, then you think something more is wrong, and then it just grows and snowballs. Mm -hmm. um, and one negative thought feeds the other. Mm -hmm. Now, it does take a lot of effort to make the decision to shift your energy. Mm -hmm. And for me, I got there by not, I didn't have the energy to think a positive thought, but I also didn't really have the energy to keep going down into the abyss. So, and I remember this pivotal breakthrough where I stopped resisting because I had been fighting the fighting. When you have this thing, you start fighting. You're like, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel this. And then of course your nervous system starts freaking out more, right? Mm -hmm. So with people that have anxiety, um, and this is mm -hmm. also relevant just to any human being because we all have anxiety sometimes, but mm -hmm. if you have panic attacks, which so many of us have suffered from, this is what's happening. Um, but essentially, uh, you reach a point where it kind of burns, it can burn itself out and it can take a really long time. Like it took a few years for me to get to this point, but I was like, oh, for the hell with it, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and then I was like, so what if this terrible thing happens that I'm scared of? And I noticed in a split second of thinking that my nervous, like, it was like, I just stopped, I faced it. And I was just like, here, whatever, here it is. I'm looking right at it. Like I've already been stripped so bare that like, Mm -hmm. whatever here I am and my my nervous system calmed down in a split second mm -hmm. the entirety of my anxiety flushed out of my system mm -hmm. and I've experienced this there's layers of anxiety disorder and PTSD mm -hmm. like I'm be fine for five years and then my mm -hmm. nervous system will, will be re-triggered by something and I'm like mm -hmm. not this again um, <laughs> and as soon as you say that then you're like yeah. you're like resisting it right but I've experienced this so many times with uh, where you reach the point where you stop resisting or you take uh, and, and it literally the shift is in a split second. So you can think of it energetically or physiologically, but mm -hmm. something is happening um, mm -hmm. and it, it happens so quickly. It'll blow your mind once you realize the power that you have inside you mm -hmm. to exact this kind of energetic change on your mm -hmm. life. Um, so then I started to play with cognitive behavioral therapy. And mm -hmm. this is also um, just like the law of attraction, these practices that we have now for manifesting in the new age community is you're changing your thoughts. You're practicing thinking something different. So I used to be like, what if I have a panic attack? 
And then that would make me panic to like worrying about that, right? And then I'd be like, so what if I have a panic attack? So what? And then my nervous system would just calm right down. Or I'd be like, what if I don't have a panic attack? What if I'm going to be fine? Mm -hmm. Um, So these types of, uh, these are some really basic skills. um, And this is a part Mm -hmm. of this overarching journey, but there is also an energetic component. But I really wanted to um, talk about this resistance piece because it's been so viscerally relevant to me at different points in my life. Mm -hmm. And so even now that I have all these tricks and tools, um, there's still sometimes resistance that comes up with things. And so now that's when you... um, you look at what can I do energetically? Instead Mm -hmm. of just ignoring the problem, you might decide to put some other practices for clearing energy and beginning to look at what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also, in addition to this cognitive behavioral therapy or changing your thoughts, there's many other, there are many other things you can do when you decide to stop ignoring whatever it is that you're scared of and actually Mm -hmm. have the courage to face it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where you do get to the other side. It's the only way to get to the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So Monica, do you have um, like a favorite practice because that that an ordinary human can do that's not maybe a trained energy healer? What would be your top recommendation that somebody, the first thing they ask themselves or look at, just your average person? I want to say that... I want to say that the first thing that usually I see or comes up, and I know we talked a little bit about this in the past uh, podcast, was what usually arises is, let's let's start with that, like panic, um, anxiety. And I will say this, um, any any form of vibration in our bodies no matter how we see it. So even the resistance, like you said, you know, it's um, even the resistance to going through any healing process. It doesn't have to be energetically, even even the thought of like, okay, so maybe therapy might help. And even that is like, the first thing we, you know, most of because we're human, it's like, oh, therapy just means I'm crazy. And so just, so look at all the just starting with resistance of how uh, we come with that. That's that's one of them. The other thing that usually comes up is um, anger and frustration, um, and then it ties into anxiety and all that because that's and where grief, it, grief, and grief. And and you know what? Let me tell you something. Grieving is a natural process uh, even and let me let me go back all the feelings that we have are natural there's nothing that we should feel ashamed of or feel like am i doing this right or wrong it's more uh, about the hard feelings we have even towards ourselves because when we really look at something we have to see why it's coming up and sometimes we might even blame ourselves for things like that coming up. We start with self-blame and we start, and most of the time, not all the time, we find out that what we've been doing is 
maybe we've just been protecting ourselves from something that we actually thought it was okay in the past. Mm. And when we're hard on ourselves, you have to look at it like, what would you tell a friend? What would we tell someone you really, really cared? Because we tend to just do it outward. Like, okay, yes, I forgive this person. You know what? It was a mistake. It was an accident. But then we don't go within and find out that I should have seen it coming. I was warned. And I'm not talking about warned by people. We have a gut feeling. And when we don't follow that, then we're very hard on ourselves. I knew it. I should have. I should have. And I want to say that being hard on ourselves is one of the biggest, biggest things that comes up. Why? Oh, God. Because we don't want others to see us as weak. We don't want others to see us as we can hurt or feel dumb. And when we go through those moments, it's like, what would we tell a friend? I always say that, like... Um, when someone says, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I feel this, and you know what, it was my fault. And I, I always ask, what would you tell a friend that would just come to you and say, listen, this is happening, exactly what you just told me. And they're like, oh, I would tell them <laughs> that it's okay. And I'm like, why are you so hard on yourself? Because we're the first one who we, we always you know there's a saying um cast the first stone if we're free of all our sins you know and the thing is that we cast it not just on others on ourselves yeah um i had I remember having a huge breakthrough um when i had a resurgence of panic Mm-hmm. probably in like 2010, like 10 years ago, I thought I had like healed. <laughs> right. <I know>. Um, <laughs> and so I went through another like year and a half of trying to work. And I was fighting. I was like, what's wrong with me? I should be over this. What mm-hmm. is going on? And finally, like, again, I reached that burnout factor um, where I was like, oh, I need help. I need psychological help. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had been well for years and as soon as I stopped resisting, um, mm-hmm. I, I actually, all the panic went out of my body and then I was fine and I hit this turning point and I didn't need anything anymore. But one of the biggest takeaways from that was that I was like, you know what, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a revelation for me um, because we're making it not okay. We're making all of these uncomfortable feelings not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And darkness breeds in that. Um, Like even just this, again, I'm getting getting a little ahead of myself because there's going to be another episode where um, I talk about a lot of what's going on in the world right now. But even Mm -hmm. as white people, um, Mm -hmm. there's like this whole thing about white silence right now that we're starting to really dig into. And a lot of the time white people are, we're scared to say the wrong thing or be look stupid because we're so blind. Like um, I've, I've been super asleep for a really long time and I'm starting to wake up. And so we get scared and we stay silent um, because we like, don't think that we know what to do or we feel powerless. And so there's like this whole piece of um, being vulnerable Mm-hmm. And being like, all right, this is what it is. This is where I am. I'm not going to do this perfectly. I haven't done things perfectly, but here mm-hmm. I am as a human being. Let's just look at what's actually here and with compassion. 
yeah and see what else see how we can move forward um because we judge the shit out of ourselves and everybody else all day long Mm -hmm. so this one of the most i'm so glad we got to this point in this conversation (laughs) and we haven't given any clearing pointers yet but it's like this is such this is such this is like the most massive um piece of grace in this whole conversation is just to be like you know what it's okay Mm-hmm. It's not like, ooh, the dark, let's just get rid of it. This is what the light is shining in on this, mm-hmm. is that awakened heart, that compassion around where you are. It's how you find that unconditional love for yourself and for everybody else. Is like, if you don't even get to this point um, and you think, oh, well, it's easy to love myself when I'm doing everything right. Mm-hmm. or when my life is perfect mm-hmm. and it's like that's mm-hmm. you don't even have the opportunity to see how deep your love can go <laughs> and exactly this is actually mm-hmm. leading us down to this other conversation so um matthias de stefano um we talked briefly about him before too but he's a, a spiritual teacher and he's got this amazing series on gaia which is super cerebral by the way <laughs> it's like so dense but it's great but he describes that um you know, if consciousness and existence is like this Taurus field, mm-hmm. um, just think of it if you're not familiar with that, um, a sphere, right? We can't, and, and every, all of us are different expressions or manifestations of source energy, God mm-hmm. consciousness. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm gonna break this down quick and accurately. <laughs> but um, we can't, we're all just source energy experiencing itself. And we actually don't have a 360 degree view mm-hmm. of everything. So like the things that we can't see are sort of in shadow for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, in, in order to fully experience everything, we need both. So there needs to be this contrast. And mm-hmm. I used to have issues with this. I was like, well, why can't God just make everything be nice? Like, why does relativity have to exist? Why? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much suffering in the world. Um, and this was like massive for me. I was just like, couldn't make peace with this. I was like, mm-hmm. relativity is not needed. Everything can still experientially be nice if there's a divine God. But then I had another <laughs> revelation where if you think about love um, and how much more it means if somebody chooses you, mm-hmm. even though you're imperfect, mm-hmm. even though you've made mistakes and you've been forgiven and there are second chances and there, there is repair in relationships and, and all of these types of things um, that, ha- that we learn so much from each other. And it, you know, if you've ever been in love with somebody and like mm-hmm. they're not perfect and you're not perfect and things have been screwed up and you still would show up for that person. Yeah. Like how much more does that mean? How much more meaningful is that, right? Um, And the depth of your experience is huge. And so when you get that to that place for yourself, because you could looking at your own darkness, you're looking at all and darkness being like just your fear, your sadness, your grief, like all of those places inside you where you feel like you're not okay. um, Mm -hmm. Or there are parts of your life that aren't okay. And you have the choice to, to move forward and to stand up and to bring love to that. Mm-hmm. that you might not have even realized was there, but it's the process of discovery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's, I'm getting off my soapbox now, but I'm like, <laughs> that's where we are with that. Um, I love that because it, there, here's the thing. We don't talk much about, or let me put it this way. We do talk about compassion. We do. 
we talk about unconditional love and compassion, but do we know what it is? Of course, you know, I have compassion for myself or for my, my, my kids or my, my family, but they say something wrong or to you, the compassion just flies out the window. <laughs> For a second. <laughs> For a second. You can bring it back. <laughs> but yeah. You're like, it's okay. I love you again. <laughs> That's the human experience, though. It's up and yeah. down all the time. And We're never going to the get there to like that place where we never have any, ever any more contrast. Yeah. And I want to say that um, it's not about having contrast uh, with others. It's about... We wouldn't have any contrast with others if we don't have it with ourselves. Exactly. And so we go back to within. Now, very interesting that you brought in compassion because um, I had um, one of the things that I, I liked what you said in the beginning about it's okay to feel anxious or what's going to happen. Uh, we do that in theta, but I also know that there's other techniques that use that. And one of the things that I've um, actually started practicing I tried it a few years ago. I didn't feel it was for me at the time. And it was mindfulness, mindfulness meditation, mindfulness practice. And there's different out there that, you know, people can always try and look. But I want to say that when someone is in, in a panic attack or anxiety mode or, or fear, and this is actually what made me look into it, what do you do when in this moment, you can't get a healing, get a healing because it's a Zoom or video call. Um, what do you do in those moments of fear? And interestingly enough, I have my own technique and I have found it's very useful, but what do you do when someone, it's like they, they can't do it how we've practiced or, um, or even with clients, you know? So um, I started applying mindfulness with a few clients, and I will say that it has worked wonders. And I say a few, but it's been several. When we acknowledge not, not the feeling of, and this is what mindfulness says, usually we say, I'm angry, I'm anxious, I'm going. So we're like, I'm, 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 mm. me. Mm -hmm. But... Mindfulness teaches you how to say, this is what anger feels like. And literally it happens what you just said. It just goes, it evaporates. I want to say evaporates, but something changes. And, and the reason why I, I brought this in, it, it's very, very relevant to our topic today, mm -hmm. is because what do we do when we go into that panic or fear mode of there's something dark or it's our own darkness and we go into that moment of I can't see, I can't breathe, I don't know what to do, fear. And because it's a normal response from the body, because it's warning us that something is happening, mm -hmm. it's like, remember you got hurt, remember it's a memory. Yes. And so when we go in those moments, I can't get a healing right now. I can't call. It's, I don't know, 11 p.m. What do, we, what do we do? And so I started applying this where you just say, this is what fear feels like. And you just stay with that. And this is what fear. And here's the thing. You don't have to close your eyes. 
you can just even like just touch your heart and say, this is what it feels like to be scared. And once I started like seeing how it worked on someone who's in that panic mode in that moment, that's the key because we can show, and this is for my work, how can I tell a 10 year old, a five year old that they're scared because they see something or they feel darkness and my mom or dad don't believe or, or I don't know what to do and how, and even with an adult, how we can address that anxiety because coming back from that moment, of course, you know, a healing will work, therapy will work, anything that you, prayer, and we'll talk about prayer. But how can we, we tell ourselves that it's okay? Exactly what you just said. It's okay that we're going through this. We don't have to be hard on ourselves. And this just gives us a little bit of, I want to say it doesn't, you're not sweeping it under the rug. You're acknowledging your feelings a hundred percent. It'll just give you that moment of reflection. And then what can we do? And then we can seek a healing or assistance. Um, But we also, whatever it is that works, we need to want to find that. And mindfulness talks a lot about compassion. And that's one of the things that I've been, I want to say I've been searching for that I, I, I don't know how to find compassion if I don't have it with myself. And even though it's it's self-reflection, it's kind of like, I don't have patience with others, but do I have it with myself? How hard am I on myself? And so mindfulness speaks a lot about compassion and having that feeling towards others and yourself, but yourself first. And this I always say, even from many years ago, is how do we come centered in that moment how do we see that in the other person in ourselves and others and having that extending your hand and opening your heart and i will say it's been a journey because we ask for patience and we get patience but what if we are patience because when we say oh please god i just just I just need patience. Well, it's not God that puts the, the the issues in front of you. It's more like ask and you shall receive. And if you want patience, here I'll put a situation because that's what we're calling in to yeah. find that patience. Mm-hmm. But what if we said I am patience? I know what it feels like to be patient. And so we're talking not just to ourselves, and this is not about positive talk. I'm all for positive talk, don't get me wrong. You wanna put your post-its, you wanna do, you wanna raise your vibration, perfect. But if we do it with ourselves first, we do it inward, guess what? Because remember, our fears or anything that is within is what we project. So imagine if we do all that inner work of compassion and love, how are we going to show it to others? It's already in us. It's in so it's us. It's going to be mm-hmm. easier. Or I don't want to say easier. It's going to be natural. Embodied. 
Yeah, it's interesting because you can do positive thinking and it works and it's great, but um, you can't, I'm trying to think of what's her name, Debbie. She passed away a few years ago, but she was a Hay House teacher. Mm -hmm. She was known for saying, you can't put ice cream on top of poop right? Mm -hmm. It's like this whole mm -hmm. thing. And so if you have these negative feelings there, um, you want to deal with them and you might not always have the solution. And so for me, I would have these breakthroughs when I did not have, I never had the solution to panic it was like, there are solutions, but it's like if, when I would be in this, like just mental torment, like really like a very dark place within myself. Um, and I would eventually learn and learn I'm sitting there with it and I'm like, I can't make this go away right now. I just can't. It's right here. But I'd be like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And I would just tell myself, I would even, there are self-soothing techniques, by the way, I'll do another episode on this yeah. that are like, if you're watching this, if you're listening to the audio, there's a YouTube version where you can see there are self-soothing techniques that actually help the brain um, start to feel the truth of that it's safe, but just, um, saying it's okay to be here. It's okay that you don't have it all figured out. It's okay. I love you anyway. I love you right here where you are. Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying this to myself, like I'm still in terror. Like yes. I'm still not, I'm not feeling instantly better, but it's the beginning of a practice that you bring that unconditional because uh, what else are you going to do? What else can yeah. you do? Right. And so, and it really does begin to make a difference. Um, your nervous system responds to that, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're bringing the body in as yeah. well, which that'll, that's a whole other episode. But yeah, the compassion piece and you're, and you're not going to learn it until you're forced, <laughs> like life forces us into these dark corners and, um, and yeah. it's boot camp, and that's where we learn what love is because mm -hmm. nothing else works. I yeah. love my friend Paulo. I says he's like love always works, <laughs> and it sounds so <laughs> yes. tight, but it's like really true. Like yes. it's really true. So, um, and you know, if you guys are familiar with Teal Swan, another teacher, mm -hmm. she talks about. Um, self like about when we're little especially you know if we cry or we get angry we're often mm -hmm. silenced and told no 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 don't cry or don't be angry mm -hmm. you're like not allowed to have these difficult emotions and so we've learned and we've been conditioned to abandon ourselves mm -hmm. in the exact when we're in the same state and so it's a practice the mindfulness practice too is like a really smart way of also not overly identifying with this feeling state that can just That's be through what's important right and so there's that element but also allowing yourself to be in it without abandoning yourself yep. because um and we see this in relationships all the time too it's like if you have a partner mm -hmm. and you're having a hard day you don't want them to shut you down you want them mm -hmm. to be unconditionally present with you mm -hmm. and you usually don't want their advice either you just want their presence um and so we have to learn how to be that way with ourselves too and mm -hmm. um there's so many amazing tools prayer going into that as well but um yeah. yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on this particular? I just want to say that I agree 100% with you because um, mindfulness goes into that touching the parts of the body. It's very mm -hmm. hands-on. So um, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of tools out there and whatever works. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, not everything is for everyone. And so wanting to help others and finding what works, it's, it's what works for the person. So I have, and we're going to talk, I know about the tools, different kinds of meditations that I even practice, different kinds of 
um, healing ways of doing a healing on myself so I can bring it to my clients. I usually, whatever I experience and I feel that it works and receive the guidance, I apply it. Mm -hmm. We need any tool. This is not about this works, that doesn't work. Something is going to work for some people and something is not going to work for others. And that's okay. And different things at different times too, because sometimes if my nervous system is re-triggered, I'm like, you know, went through this um, maybe like a year ago almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know all these tricks and tools. Why aren't any of them working? And I needed Mm -hmm. something different in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so what you need at any given moment may be one thing or another. And what worked at one point might not actually be what you need the second time around when you're hitting a deeper layer of it. (laughs) So, um so let me just actually peek it because, again, I got like pages and pages of notes and stuff I want to talk about. I need like a whole series to do this, and it's not going to happen in this episode, all of it. Um, but let's talk about thought forms. So um, because one of the big things in the new age industry, and if you even clicked on this, you might have been expecting more of a discussion on like entity removal and all of this kind of thing and like psychic attack. And we are going to talk about that right now. So thought forms are the idea of that you're – there can be an energetic embodiment of any painful thoughts that you have or emotions that you have. Is that how you would, how would you define thought forms? For me, thought forms are where everything starts. I mean, uh, well, technically it starts in the, I want to say energy field, etheric field, the field, however you want to call it. There is an energy that we have, let's say. And then we can bring down the thought form and it can be, and I'll explain why I'm bringing it up from here. Um, It could be collective consciousness. It can be anything. Now, when we start thinking our thoughts, this is not about, uh, like I said earlier, positive thoughts. No, it's changing our ways of thinking because we are how we grew up the thoughts of, um, I'm not good enough. Am I pretty? Am I the negative self talk that we have in our heads? One thoughts towards others, which create psychic attacks when they're not good. Even if we're like, yeah, they look okay. Even that in thought form. So our thoughts are where I want to say everything we have around us is created that's where the belief systems go in our thoughts because, oh, she didn't like my dress. So maybe I don't know how to dress. And so we start being self judgmental to ourselves. And then it just spirals into other self-conscious feelings, you know? So I want to say that thought forms also because of it can manifest in the body. So we talk about fears. I fear getting sick. I fear this. I f- oh, I'm scared. And it's a thought. And remember, we create something. And if we resist it, we'll attract it. So the thought of like maybe even a spider just being there or a snake or something that we're scared of, guess what? we'll find spiders, snakes in in the least expected places because we fear it. 
Right. Because on an energetic level, like this is kind of 101 level. And I think most of you guys know this, but just to break it down, everything is energy Mm -hmm. in the energetic world, like attracts like. So wherever you're vibrating, what your consciousness is vibrating of, whether you realize it or not, because there's a whole subconscious component is what's being mirrored back. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, if you're scared or you feel um, disempowered or victimized or vulnerable um, or like a victim, you're going to continue to experience situations in your life where you that feeling that you keep having that feeling Mm -hmm. right so that's how you would describe a thought form but it has are you saying it has energy like it It is energy energy. it's energy because everything is energy yeah our body just off the fat the the bat is is has energy so our thoughts why do you think sometimes um and talking a little bit about the darkness is let's say you have a negative thought like ah oh, she hurt me or he hurt me you know what ah oh, i hope they never find love that's if we really think about it that's like a curse you're cursing someone we now, think cursing is bad words but cursing is actually even a thought like that go ahead right but i know it's okay i know i'm interrupting a little bit mm-hmm. but i wanted to this is good that we just got here because this gets talked about a lot in this industry, especially among healers, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of healers that I know and love Mm -hmm. have been nervous about getting experiencing what's called psychic attack, right? So Mm -hmm. that would sort of be what psychic attack. If somebody has a negative intention or thought toward you or is sending Mm -hmm. you bad energy that you're vulnerable to that. Mm -hmm. And while I think that happens um, for me, I don't know, especially before, um, Mm -hmm. I just did stuff. I was like, nothing really is sticking to me. I didn't feel Mm -hmm. vulnerable to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And mostly my, you know, not that I think I live in a world of perfection, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I tend to have more harmonious relationships. Not that I've never had conflict. um, But if your vibration is high enough, Mm -hmm. it's not going to like, um, you're not a vibrational match to that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just sort of where I'm, you know, if you're in victimhood and you're worried about it, then yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe. But if you're just like, you know, ha- have the light within you, have confidence, feel strength, feel connected to source and feel good about who you are. Um, yeah. You no, know, do you feel that you're still vulnerable to psychic attack if your vibration is above that psychic attack? If it's above, it's uh, it's very likely that nothing sticks. The thing is that we get into that uh, vibration of like, okay, I cleared my energy, I saged, my vibration is high. But do we talk to our mom, dad? Are we still angry with them? If if the inner work is not um, addressed. And this is what we started with. It's like we we need to go through a process, whatever it is, of healing the past. If it's therapy, like I said, you know, um, because if we do everything by the book, so our vibration is high, I eat what I want and I'm happy and I'm healthy and everything is good. But don't talk to me about my mom or my dad because then we have to check ourselves. That's what I want to say. It's not about, even though in the healing industry, we talk about it. um, Like if it's, um, I feel like we talk about it, like it's 
ice cream. It's like, it's, oh yeah, you know, I got a psychic attack the other day or I'm scared. But yeah, people talk about it all the time. The thing is, um, psychic attacks, they're always there. It's not that we don't or we're more sensitive or not. We have to check ourselves. Till today, I still get psychic attacks. And what I do, and this is what we'll get into, is like, how do we, the good thing is that anything can be cleared and healed. Anything. This is not about. You're here. Come to me and I'm the only one who can do this. No, there's a million things we can do to, to clear or heal that or release it or however we want to do it. Um, but we also need to be very aware and responsible of our energy because um, what did we do to think that maybe we have a psychic attack or what happened? Did we maybe have a negative thought? Why do we ourselves? feel um, so vulnerable? Why do we feel weak? Maybe, or why do we feel like we're not strong or like we're not confident or something yeah, like that? Yeah, even what you said earlier, the victimizing. Yeah, exactly. And so why, we go into that mode. Yeah, we go into that mode of like, oh my God, it's me, it's me, help, help, depending on what your process has been, you know? So it just depends on, this is what I was saying, keep on moving forward, evolve work on yourself, whatever that means. Um, I did have, uh, I've had a few, but I've I had a client um, long ago where um, nothing was working. Nothing was working from the healings. Nothing was moving forward or backward. Um, but, you know, the, the client did realize that, that she didn't want to let go of things. And she was very aware and conscious and that's okay. This is not about let me change you. When you're ready to shift, we can definitely do something. And if, if it's serving you, and when I say it's serving you, it's like, I know sometimes we can get offended by that. Like, how is that mm -hmm. serving you? And people just get on defense. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? It's like, it's hurting me. What are you talking about? But then when we really look at it, it's like, well, if I have this, then, you know, my, my parents call, my friends are close, or they check on me. And we can actually do that without having to go through that either victimization or that pain. But also we need to look at what are we fighting for? Like if we're fighting for other people, but we don't do the work, it's, it's kind of like we're kind of like trying to put the mask on somebody else so they can breathe while we're like <gasps> without air. And so... I want to say that if, if we do do that inner work, it's, it's not less, like a lot less likely that you'll get psychic attacks. There's always people that are jealous and that's okay. It's more about keeping our energy clear and however that could be with the tools we give them, with when they find something and it works. Um, because if you try everything and it's not working, this is where I said in the beginning, change it then something is not yeah. working. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. um, okay, great. So I think in the first episode, we also too talked a lot about um, some of the other types of energies that you would need to clear dark energies, right? Mm -hmm. Ghosts, waywards, um, mm -hmm. demonic 
dark energies, um, but all, and also beliefs. We spent a lot of time talking about the energy of beliefs and all of this is imprinted in our own energetic system, right? So it's not, they're not separate from us. Um, and so we want to talk about, let me just make sure that I'm, we talked hit on psychic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So let me just revisit this point that Mm-hmm. Darkness, um, she's like, you can always clear it and you don't necessarily have to go to a professional healer, right? And so, of mm-hmm. course, like you can do that and it's amazingly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen Monica for personal sessions many times as well as her mother and they have changed my life. I mean, I feel, I always say it's like mouthwash. I feel like my whole system is like just had Listerine. It just, I can feel <laughs> yes. that I can feel that my energy has been cleared. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that every single thing in my life is instantly solved, although I've had a couple of really sweet miracles yes. <laughs> from working with the both of you, but then I still have the work to do. Um, yeah. But so let's talk about um, how this is all working energetically um, mm-hmm. to clear the belief systems um, and going into theta. We talked about all of that in the first episode, but um, whatever it is that you're doing as a practice is working on you energetically as well. So you can either go get a session, but there's so many things you can do on your own. Um, alcohol, again, isn't necessarily mm-hmm. bad. Um, it's cool mm-hmm. sometimes, but if like you're heavily relying on it, it does. If you're drinking a lot, you're having too much caffeine, you're not eating enough or you're eating poorly, you're not getting any exercise, you're isolated, you're not around your friends. Like These are all things that will tank your vibration and they're actually very basic common sense things. So, you know, the last time that I had that experience, um, I had that experience of the dark spirit that I was, mm-hmm. I was attempting to clear off my clients, which again, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> the energy, it's not me that's doing it right, actually. Um, and so that's more work that I, I think um, that I was doing is putting in too much effort, you know, to try to think I had to make something happen. But mm-hmm. um it did, this energy did clear off of her. Um, mm-hmm. And I was vulnerable to this energy because I was a vibrational match to it because I had not freaking eaten that day. I had three back-to-back clients. I was mm-hmm. pounding coffee. Um, I don't know if I drank the night before. I don't know. I, I hadn't, but I hadn't slept either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so all of those types of things left me open because my energy was lower. And I'm not saying that that's the only reason it happened. There was a higher spiritual purpose for all of this. Um, But uh, yeah, there was a higher spiritual purpose of it because this was also my point of darkness that I was resisting and not facing. (laughs) So now I've gone further into this, but um, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of basic things you can do to raise your vibration or to keep it from tanking. Now, I know you guys, uh, I just wanted to mention those because everybody's here probably for like the, the magical energy stuff. <laughs> but I'm like, do not underestimate the power of eating a salad. Like before this episode, I went for a run and I ate a salad because mm-hmm. I'm like, um, and made sure I'm like, I need to make sure I eat. Like, um, so energetic stuff that we can do um on our own other than obviously doing your own shadow work basically like trying to have that practice of mindfulness of loving yourself of you know taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself and not judging yourself for having you know experiences that are painful but let's get into the energy of it so what can somebody do energetically other than saging because you can google a sage video right so we know that and that's a thing like you can do it it's great and but it is your intention so um 
let's talk about uh, some practices that you recommend yeah. for people. Yeah, so, and touching like really lightly on what you just said, it's um, alcohol, um, and I want to say this, if you do drink, and if you have like, we need to just check ourselves on why. Why we do the, the drinking, the, the, the drugs, if there are drugs involved, because usually we're trying to escape exactly what I talked about earlier, like we're trying to escape something that we don't want to address. Now, let's say we do it for fun. Um, I did it for fun for many years, every weekend, and I did not have a problem, but every weekend <laughs> I was out. Girl, me too. More than just the weekend. Right. I was out like 40 <laughs> nights a week. I used to be a musician. I was just, uh, yeah. And it was fun. And don't get me wrong, it's fun. But like you said, we don't take care of our body. So it, it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then try to recover for Monday, you know? And it's, um, we don't take care of our bodies. Do we eat? And we can eat. And, and the other thing is that, which has been a challenge for me, is eating healthy. You know, it's like, what does healthy look like for me when I eat? And eating what your body uh, needs and craves, the nutrition, and finding that balance. And then we have, um, and so mix all that, alcohol, um, not eating well. Escapism. And on top of that, yes. In the void. Yes. <laughs> and then on top of that, we had an issue with someone. And so now we have anger on top of it. <laughs> and so we have to see like what is going on and why we're not addressing it. So I love to say that um, when you said not just taking care of our bodies, but also 100% the healer the person that's assisting or the channel, I know I like to, I don't like to call myself a healer as a channel for light is the inner work because I will be able to assist you. I will be able to guide you. What I'm receiving is what I will relay. What I sense from a higher awareness and consciousness, I will relay, but I, I, I always ask this, do you want to change? Do you want to shift that? And everybody says the same thing. Yes, of course, why wouldn't I? But our beliefs or something that is helping or in the process, like we might not feel it or see it and this is where the healing takes place is, do you go home and do not just maybe what was let's say recommended and not by me by anyone you're doing a course a course in miracles you're doing uh, a mindfulness do you practice it 24 7 like this is not about hey this is my issue fix me no look at therapy sometimes it takes years and it's not even really getting to the root yeah and maybe we might have an epiphany five years into it you know and i'm not saying it doesn't work if it's working go for it um but when i say inner work is so we do the therapy we do our healing and but i am still not going to forgive them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's okay then you're, you're going to take the time that you need. Because I want to say that even in this industry, we they have everybody has expectations. I need a healing. I am paying you to heal me. 
So do it. And I always like to say, but do you work on yourself when we're not here? Do you practice? And I'm not saying like you have to go into this meditation state and stay there 24 hours. I'm talking about if we released anger and we're working on anger, then let's practice. If something arises, what do we do? It is a practice. I'm sorry. There's no getting out of it because you can go see a healer. um, And like, we'll talk in a minute too about what happens energetically, because when you do get a clearing, then oftentimes you're in a better position to begin to do the work. Right. Um, But yeah, uh, we're never Pema Chedron, one of my favorite Buddhist teachers. She's like, you're never going to get it all together forever permanently. Um, As long as you're alive, you're evolving. So, um, yeah, you just always, there's always more richness to this human experience. Um, Or, you know, yeah, exactly. So we have to show up and take responsibility for our own energy and for our own healing. But this doesn't mean that we can't receive help. Right. And also that's why I say prayer is really big too, because, um, and that's, that's a whole other episode too. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Um, because if you don't, if you don't believe that there's a higher force that, um, you can still heal, but it is harder. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong for not believing because I didn't believe for years and years either. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really have this felt mm-hmm. sense of presence mm-hmm. or this proof in my mind. But it, it is easier yeah. <laughs> if you're like, I know there's something, obviously, because then you feel like you can lean on it and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so um, and that help can appear in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But if you send up, I will just put this forth for most people here, I think listening to this do believe there's something, whether they call it God or the universe or the force of love or whatever ask that force for help and stay open because it can show up in Monica. You could meet Monica and then she could help you clear, or you might meet somebody who helps you with this compassion piece for yourself or whatever that thing is. It could literally look like anything. So, um, yeah. So going back to now, let me say about the tools. So if we are, um, let's say doing our inner work, Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a healing, a clearing, or we just want to just keep our energy clear. My go-to is, if you believe in sage, perfect. Sage your home. It's a very cleansing. Actually, you know what? It's um, antibacterial. So mm-hmm. it helps with the energy. So that's good. Okay. Um, and then the next thing I would say is, um, if there's anything additional, what do you need in your environment? Because uh, sometimes we're like, okay, sage is there, but now it's gone. So now what can I do? Um, let's first check into, um, do we have everything in our home that we're okay with? Do we feel good? No, I haven't cleaned the closet. I haven't. So let's, uh, let's take it by steps. Clearing is not about, oh, clearing entities and demons and because let's just start with our home how do we even attract what is our vibration why do we attract this okay let's stop with the fear anger and all that there's a pile of books that is like sky high and nobody's touched it in 20 years undealt with yes whether that's your taxes in a corner that you didn't file yes yes this one over here I have financial healing to do right so but whatever you're avoiding or the drawer you didn't clean or the oh my god yes and 
mom always puts an exercise. She always says, make a list, write it down, not on the computer, not on your phone, on your phone as a task, no. Grab a piece of paper and write down a list of things that you need to do. So let's say taxes, uh, <laughs> cleaning that drawer that you haven't cleaned, you know, and make a list. and just Write in that of, letter to somebody maybe. Yeah, and kind mm-hmm. of guesstimate. Like, mm-hmm. when do you feel you're going to do it? And, and this is not about, okay, I need to do it before the, the time comes. No, just select a date randomly. You know what? Uh, two weeks from now. That, that seems about real. Two weeks from now, put a date, whatever, June something. And what happens is that um, you might notice that for some reason you're like, you wake up one morning, you're like, I have everything ready for the taxes. You go in and you start doing them. You have all the papers. And if you go back on your paper where you wrote down the date, it might even be very close to what you put it, if not even the same day. You don't have to put the paper up so you see it. Oh, I have to do it by this day. I have to do it by this day. It's like, we set an intention. Intention is very powerful. So we yeah. cleanse the air. We clean our home. Mm. We clean everything that is pending. Mm. And on top of that, we have our daily practice. So when we have our meditation, okay, it's not meditating, it's prayer. Let's do our prayer. What brings that inner peace there has to be something we always have that one thing and that's something with compassion that i always try to look for is i just want to have peace inside my heart my body what is this and i i don't like to say that i've had anxiety panic attacks that's not me but those moments where i'm like how am i gonna do this Stress kicks in. Anxiety kicks in. I don't call it anxiety, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. So we can call it whatever we want, but how do we address it? So that's what we start doing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's find things that will bring inner peace. You know what? I love doing the garden. Then do it. That yes, you so bring in. You bring in good energy. You're not just trying yeah. to um, to exercise bad energy. You're not just yeah. trying to like be defensive, protect in this protection environment uh, energy where you're like, I have to get rid of, to get rid of, to get yeah. rid. It's like bake some cookies and buy yes. some flowers or yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Call a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Okay. It's like we always like look for. Um, okay, they told me this crystal works. Okay, they told me this works. It's it's not about <laughs> which. Trust me, crystals are awesome. But crystals work. <laughs> they do. They're really good. They're really good. My go-to, and I think you know this, is selenite. Selenite oh is my BFF. I have selenite lamps from back in the day. New selenite lamps. New selenite crystals. I I have selenite kits. You know, you mentioned it. It's it's I I love crystals. Um, but what if you already have all that? What else can you do? And then I would always like to say that I would always bring in prayer. Now, when we're in fear, remember, we talked about mindfulness and how it's um, just acknowledging, honoring your body and acknowledging that there's something that your body's feeling. So when we do that, not saying I am angry, like I know what it feels like to be angry, but going within closing your eyes or having them open, not focused on anything and just acknowledging that. And it's, it's, you're basically telling it in your body, it's okay. 
it's it's it this is not about oh i'm in peace no it's like how we can get through those moments and once we do that okay now that we have all of this we have let's say our meditation or our prayers but we still need that one thing what could that one thing be prayer all types of prayer not speaking of religion work Mm-hmm. But if we find ourselves in that darkness for some reason um, of fear there's something dark, fear of inner darkness, um, or we're scared that maybe I do have something in my house or near me that is affecting my energy. I did sage, I did my crystals, I did my selenite. What else can I do? I always find that the prayer for Archangel Michael works and if you have your own special prayer to Archangel Michael, that's perfect. Uh, I don't think there is a right or wrong way to ask for assistance. And also, one of the most powerful prayers I have found, and there's many, uh, this is the one that uh, works for me, and I'll give another, a few other ones, is uh, the, or, the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Prayer is very powerful. And this is not about being Catholic. It's about the energy and the power that it has, what it says there. If we really pay attention to the wording, it, it is, it's very powerful. So we have all these prayers. And um, I want to say that in the background, if you can uh, put like the Om, mm-hmm. the Om prayer, that sound of the universe of oneness is so powerful that if you have it in the background, I have it sometimes in the background, um, it's so powerful, it cleanses the energy, it raises the vibration in a room. Yeah. So it's not about only this, only that, only sage, only Palo Santo, no. It's um, let's open if something, like I always say, and I keep on repeating it, something doesn't work, add, change, shift. Um, in my personal practice, I have studied several, several types of meditation, finding, looking for that inner peace. And remember, the inner peace is not just beliefs or fears. There's something within us that always needs to keep on moving. So what is that? And if it's fine, perfect. But if it's not, then like you said earlier, hmm, today this meditation is not working. I switch it up. What's the next one? This one. It's not working. Okay. And it's not that it's not working. It's that your body needs a different type of vibration in that mm-hmm. moment. A different and frequency. Is it? And that's what we need to find. Um, if it's not meditation, if it's not um, the prayers, you have everything set. What else? Harmony in our own lives, balancing that harmony. Uh, will also help us in the process of healing and clearing our space. So clearing space is every single time that I do a home clearing, clearing space is not just the energy that I, I, I channel, is things that have not been addressed, that room <laughs> that we don't touch, those books that we don't touch, that... Uh, something that's dirty and I mean dirty as in there's so much dust in that room that I always leave it for last and then I never end up doing it that drawer so when we do a clearing it's going to be in general 
let's clear everything that has not been addressed. And that goes with inner feelings. And then with this, when we do the inner work, so everything is, is in order. And I say in order, not in that specific order. I mean, yes, I've, I've cleaned my home. Everything is fine. Everything is organized. Marie Kondo was the perfect example <laughs> of a home clearing. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you're not aware of who she is. She's on Netflix, YouTube, and all that stuff. The way she enters a home, I love it. She checks everything out. and But before, she actually, I feel what she does is talk to the house. Yeah. She moves down. <laughs> And she puts her hand on the floor. Why? This I don't feel that's like, oh, she's tapping into spiritual something. That's just honoring and maybe even asking for permission to go in. And I want to say that even her technique is amazing because order in our lives, order in our mind. And when I say order, it doesn't mean that we have to follow a certain pattern. It's... Um, Clarity. When we do a clearing on our body and our home, we get mental clarity. And you said it earlier. We kind of start organizing things in a certain way. So when we have all those things, I want to say, and you don't have to do it. This is not about, this is what you do and it's not going to work if you don't. No. But what if you did? What if you (laughs) tried it? What would happen? And getting into that energy of... uh, Healing and clearing our home are what, what we call belongs to us. I feel like nothing belongs. It has a name. It's, it's there with us. But um, clearing our car. How many of us have our cars that, I'm just going to put this here. I'm going to put this here. You know, there's many things we can do. If we have a messy car, it's the same thing. Everything that is within us is reflected in our outside. And... Yeah. If we have, if we procrastinate, and trust me, I'm there. <laughs> I procrastinated, um, and this is where I know we're not going to get into this, but this is what I feel about Mercury retrograde. It's I don't feel the energy much, but I also try to always address things mm-hmm. before it happens. So that light in the car that says oil change, the tires that need to be rotated, the bill that you needed to pay and you haven't everything we procrastinate then when mercury retrograde comes it's like it's a mess and that's not the only reason why <laughs> well that's this year that's this year with the saturn pluto conjunction is everything this year been, it just feels like something else we've been, well it's deeper but it's like it's yeah. been things that we've been patching up things that we've been getting extensions on things that we've been like just getting by on certain things and it's like you're at the end and you have the rope now and there are things that must be faced yes. but and dark that must be faced feels dark because it's scary because it's stuff that you haven't looked at before there's no light shone into it and Mm -hmm. with what you're describing um getting an energy healing versus actually like cleaning your car or whatever there's like two directions that energy can flow right so when you start the density by the way is very holy like Mm -hmm. the density of the third dimension like this everything that's here that you can touch in your body is holy it's energy and it's not bad because it's like low vibrational because it's Mm -hmm. lower whatever but Mm -hmm. if you clear 
out your car, you're moving energy in every direction of your life instantly. Now that mm-hmm. is moving. If you start in density, it's like still going to be very effective, but also when we're doing a theta healing and maybe there's another episode about theta healing, but <laughs> yeah. um, when we're doing a theta healing, energy is just traveling downstream. So you're going, you're testing the body, first of all, to see you're digging, trying to find what the root beliefs are that could have even caused you to let your car go so long yes. and be messy, right? <laughs> or whatever it is that's root beliefs energetically that exist within you mm-hmm. um, that are causing you to not feel like you can look at this thing or deal with this thing. Um, so there, there's just different directions, right? So you can go upstream or downstream and either way you're moving energy very powerfully. But um, when we go into energy healing specifically, we're trying to get to the root of something that when that clears energetically within us, the rest of our lives organize, reorganize themselves so quickly. It's really amazing. And you may just be like, oh my God, it's not even hard for me to go out and vacuum my floor, like in Mm -hmm. my car or whatever stuff that used to just feel hard, doesn't feel hard anymore. You suddenly feel like you can do it because something else, a deeper blockage has been removed. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. And I, I love the way you put it because exactly what you said is it's the same thing as the inner work because I do a clearing and once it's finished, the books don't move. Like everything is still in the same place not everything is going to come back. So what we've cleared in Theta Healing from my experience is nothing comes back. Nothing. Nothing comes back. But we might attract other things. So we still haven't cleaned that closet. We still haven't cleaned. So that's where I mean it's like this is where we hand in hand. Um, We do a healing. Let's do the work outside. Yeah. Practice. We do a clearing. Okay, let's clear our home uh, or organize it. So it's always about, I, I don't like to say it like this. I, want, I always like to say, I do 100%, you do another 100%. Yes. Uh, instead of like, I did 50, you do the other 50. No, it's, 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 a, it's a two-way street. If we both do 100, guess what? Things shift. And when we organize our thoughts, and this is something very personal, I'm very, um, another belief, I'm very organized. I have to alphabetize everything. It's not OCD. Um, or color code if I, if I can. And so the, the way I organize, when I saw Marie Kondo going back to the, the space clearing, I was looking for a way of how to fold my clothes and my son's clothes, Angel. So where it can fit and it doesn't have to be all bundled up. So when I saw her, it was like literally the perfect thing. I was like, oh, God has answered my prayer. I was like, yes. And so when we, it's the little things that count. It is the little things. I so agree with you on that. Yeah. So if we have everything, and when she says, when you have something that's this spark joy, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because mm. it is so important. And I just didn't know that you can say it with, 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 and I don't know if she's spiritual or not, but I didn't know how to say it in the outside of the healing world that 
when we were talking about clearing energy on objects, how do we know that that this gift that I received, let's say an essential oil, someone gave me this, it doesn't have good energy because the person that gave it to me was angry at me. She just said, hey, happy birthday. And you know, it's, I know we are not talking anymore, but here. Like, how do we have objects? And, and Marie Kondo says, how does this make you feel? Does this spark joy? Because we tend to keep things sentimentally, even though we broke up, we hate or angry at the person. And when you see it, how do you feel? And you're like, oh, I feel fine. What does it remind you? <sighs> even that, you know what I mean? It's like when we have oh. items in our home that were given to us by um, because someone had to give it to us because it was our partying gift. What what was the the feeling and thought behind it? And I'm not saying like, oh, this keeps me angry, so I'm just gonna throw it. No, it's then let's just clear the energy around it. And we can, like I said, we talked about tools. We can sage it. We can make a prayer. We can release any negative energy into the field. God, let's give it to the angels if we believe in angels. Let's say um, God put your, um, your um, my mom calls it, she talks about it in Spanish. I don't know how to say it in English. But let's just put a, a cover of truth on it. A veil. She uses the word veil. Okay. A veil of truth so we can heal it and clear it. We can do so many things. Bless so. it. Just bless re it. Reconsecrate it. Recharge Say, I, you are, it. Yes. You are now blessed and reconsecrated with yes. love or whatever. Yeah. And mm -hmm. put it next to a selenite and it'll clear the energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's many things that we can do. So I love that part about her because she says it in a different way where we don't talk about energy. But that's energy. Yes, Does it this is. spark joy? No, it doesn't. Then let's take it out and, and not throw it. Let's donate it. Let's do this. I'm very mindful of getting rid of stuff because I don't like to just throw stuff. If we find that there's something, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about going into the darkness, if we, for some odd reason, bought a Ouija board, which I'm really not okay with, but if we bought a Ouija board and we're going to throw it, let's not throw it. Let's find a way that we can um, dissolve it. Burn it if it's safe, only if it's safe. If not, just cut it into pieces. But here's the thing, it even hurts because someone's going to have a thought. Someone who's going to watch the show has a thought. But if we cut it, they say that if you cut it, that we can be um, cursed because of it or because it's something very spiritual, a Ouija board. Every intention that we have, the intention is to release it. It's not ours. And I'm very particular of like, oh, I just threw it in the trash. Somebody can find it and use it. So I'm very mindful of what we're gonna throw. If you feel it's cursed, if, if that's even the case, let's not throw it because somebody else might use it. So if it's papers, if it's a book and you want to burn it, you know, there's a lot of burning rituals. We can shred it. You know, we can do so many things. Um, but if we get rid of it whole or like even like, oh, yeah, I don't want this artifact, whatever it is. And I just put as an example, Ouija board, I'm going to donate it. Please don't. <laughs> 
Let's try yeah. to get rid of it. Um, the point well, being that those are specifically open you up to energy that you don't want in your life. We don't know. Yeah. And I know it's like, oh, but I want to talk to my grandma, grandpa, my mom. Um, let's find different channels because we won't. This is where the beliefs come in. I'm not going to believe in a medium. I don't even know if she's talking to somebody but I'm going to believe in a board that's written by someone who we don't even know who it is, or we might, and it's written and we open a door portal or something because we don't believe in that medium. Let's just kind of get our priorities straight on what we want to do. We can actually speak to the people that have passed just even with a prayer. So it's not even about going yeah. to someone, how we can, heart to heart talk to that person that we love we can just close our eyes and tell them what we want to say so there's many ways that we can get rid of stuff without having to jeopardize um, others and just be responsible we go back into having that responsibility with ourselves and this is all like so relevant to this journey in general of facing the dark forces us to find the light within within us mm-hmm. every time right and so um a lot of the time we're just leaking energy or putting energy um into outside things that we perceive as having more power than us so yeah. if you think the ouija board has the power to connect you to whatever but it's like no like the power is within you it's within your heart mm-hmm. um and everything that's happening in our lives is actually teaching us this yeah. um where we discover this compassion this love within and then also again um getting help from somebody outside of us if we need to because there's grace and love all around us too right so it's like going back to even what you were saying is you show up 100 percent, your client shows up 100 percent. it's like um there's like this toggle almost or this dance if you will Mm -hmm. between finding your own personal power and your responsibility Mm -hmm. and your own connection developing that between your heart and the force of love and also knowing that you can lean on other people for help but with these things like Ouija boards and whatever, it's like often it's just like a false sense of I need this yeah. thing to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's because what I, and here's the other thing this is where we go back into feelings and emotions. The reason why we want to even have that communication or why we seek tools mm. or people yes. is because there's either guilt. And, and here's the thing, like I said, grieving is, is, there is no way around grieving. We grieve and that's okay. And nobody's gonna take that away from us. That, that's not an issue. Now, if for some reason we can't get past the passing of a loved one, because trust me, pet, people, any type of loss that we have is painful. But what, if we really, really look at what the pain is, is we maybe didn't do something or we feel like we didn't do enough and why? Because sometimes we waste more time in being angry or I'll do it tomorrow or, or, and there's all these buts. And so that's why it takes a little bit longer sometimes when we grieve because in reality is, maybe we're seeking forgiveness and we didn't tell the person or whatever it was it's how much or maybe we feel like we didn't do enough Mm -hmm. but the thing is that that's why each and every moment is very important what are we doing today this is why 
we have to be present. What are we doing today to not carry on that guilt, that shame of we didn't do enough? Did we have, because the other thing is that when we have time off, do we call that friend? Do we call our parents? Do we call our sister, brother, whatever that was? And, or were we angry at them? And then when the person passes, if it's sudden, why didn't we do this? I had the time I had. So that's why we, the more present we are, because in this, in this, I want to say lifetime in this time, we're driven by, I work 24 seven. I, I don't have time. I don't, but guess what? If we get ill, We'll have all the time in the world, but now we don't have health. And so we need to look at what what we do, and then we go in a loop. Well, if I don't work, then I can't have my medical, and if I don't have my med, you know what I mean? It's like we go in loops. But what if every time or every moment that we did have, like we just tell our parents, like or mom or dad, I just love you. And if we, if we were hurt, like, and it's not easy. I know it's not easy sometimes. If mostly if we've been hurt, I forgive you. I forgive myself and do the work because if not, they pass. We either stay with the same anger or we can't move on because we didn't do enough. So why do we want to talk to them to make sure that they're okay? When we pass, Whatever we believe happens, I do know that we can go back. We go back to source, universe, field, energy. We come, we go back to where we came from. We are energy. Yeah. So we just need to make sure that the person that stays behind heals what wasn't said or done or felt and even the person that leaves that is going to pass this is why we need to be present also in that case because if we're fully present in each moment then guess what i told my mom that i loved her and then you know god forbid something happens we said our peace we forgave that person and like i said it's not easy but what if we start with forgiving ourselves well i didn't do it something is making us feel like we have to hold on to that, whatever that is. And that's what we need to release. Because if not, then yes, we do carry it. And when we pass, we feel unfinished. Mm-hmm. And the people that stay behind feel unfinished. So we always just have to check in like what our feelings are behind each and every action that we do. Do we do it out of love, guilt? Why? So Mic checking drop. in. <laughs> checking in with ourselves that's what's important showing up for ourselves being responsible for our energy and it's a practice it's a practice because you might have like a eureka moment right and then just like go asleep again well you will i do constantly every day so it's It's happened to me too it's this is not like oh i have everything figured out i was talking to another uh, practitioner of another type of healing and she was saying like, do you ever have those people that think that you don't get upset or you don't go through things because you're all Zen? I'm like, of course. I'm like, yeah, people just think that you get mad. How? Why? It's we're all human. Now, that does not mean that I stay in those feelings for a long time. My responsibility is 
healing as soon as possible. Why did this come up? Why am I upset? Or why am I unhappy? Or why, whatever the feeling is, and I do work on myself. It's not easy, but, you know, it's just evolving, like you said earlier. If we evolve, then we're, we're on the right path. This is it's, facing the dark. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> when we stop, my mom says, don't stop and take pictures. <laughs> so when you're in anger or when you're, like, you're feeling like, um, oh, my God, I'm living in this. And I don't use these words, but I don't know why I'm saying. I live in this hell. Well, yeah. don't stay there and take pictures. That's what my mom says. <laughs> Get out of it. <laughs> right. And, and we do need assistance. the practices. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In order to do it. It's the work, you know, and we, we're just wired for survival. So we do stay. Um, this is like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work too, that he talks so much about this. And it's amazing if you do not follow him, please, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. But you know, we get, can, we, every time we have a bad feeling or a painful feeling, it's representative of something that's happened in the past. And um, we forget, like, I literally have to remind myself constantly, mm-hmm. oh, I feel this way because of past. So I need to invest my energy in the future. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just a choice, but you can't make it if you forgot. So you have to, you know, keep coming back to that present moment, which is, and, and your practice and, and you fall, you will fall off too. You're not going to be, you know, I, I fall off and then I come back. You just keep, mm-hmm. coming, you just keep bringing yourself back. That's what the practice of meditation is too. Exactly. Um, so meditation is a great way to clear your energy, but you'll have to face and address things that arise within yourself beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's why a lot of people say, I can't meditate. It's not peaceful. And I'm like, no shit. Like, because there's all this unaddressed stuff there. And eventually it will become peaceful when you begin exactly. to make friends with yourself. When you, in, it, like how exactly how you are without abandoning yourself in your negative emotions, without trying to change yourself. And that is the work. That is the point of finding light yeah. in the darkness. It's like this alchemy that happens. Yeah. So, and if a healing, here's the thing. And if you are ready to change that, then seek that, that makes sense to you. Because like you said, you know, it's not about changing or uh, sweeping under the rug or forgetting that it exists. It's more like, okay, you know what? I am tired of being angry or I'm tired Mm. of being hurt or used or whatever that has been for you. I am ready to change that. Boom. Doors open. Shift. Because you're ready. And if you're not, that's also okay. It's It takes time and that's okay. It's not about, okay, that's wrong. Let's fix you. I don't feel there's, I don't feel there's good or bad. It's It's more like how we perceive it. What we think is bad for somebody else that might be how they operate. And, and if it works for them, that's great. I always say, if like, like you were talking about, if you drink, I don't drink coffee, I, I get sleepy. But if you drink coffee and that helps, as long as it doesn't hurt you, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of natural coffees out there, or you can make your own coffee or how that works. You know what I mean? It's like, what is it that you feel, there's nothing right or wrong. It's more the perception. And if you can do a healthier way of whatever you're doing and it works, that's perfect too. It's when it doesn't work that we um, 
need to seek that. And how do we know it's not working mm -hmm. when we're still in the same negative feelings, when we're still not? And, and the reason why I bring up negative feelings is because we're always like, you know what? I did a lot of shadow work and work and um, I, I believe that, you know, I've forgiven my past and that's great. I always like to say, always give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Be open because if it still keeps arising, something is not healing. And that's why we use muscle testing and theta healing, because let me tell you a very interesting experience. We think we don't have beliefs or we think that we're fine, which is great but our body holds that memory. And so what happens is that I, I love when my mom first took theta healing, her teacher said, um, my mom was like, I don't know what to work on. And she said, or it was something like where the exercise was, I believe in God. So not a long background, but my mom has always been in religions like I spoke last time. Mm -hmm. And she always seeks light, always. No matter how rock bottom she is, she always seeks light. And so she always, and religions were just like, maybe this is where I find God. Maybe this is where I find God. So that was her, her, her point. And so she always seeked light. And she was always helping others. So when she was going to muscle test, I believe in God. Interestingly enough, like my mom was probably at the time the most religious person and close to God that I can think of. I mean, I don't know why she wasn't even like a nun, you know, she was wow. just so there. And she muscle tested and her body said no. She didn't believe in God. And she was like, no, this is not true. And she tried it again. And it was a no. And why does that happen? And this is why I would say give it the benefit of the doubt. Because we say, no, 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 I'm, I'm there. I'm 100%. But when we check the body, we can find a lot of surprises. And so what happens is that um, it's not bad. It's more about how do we transform that and shift it and maybe bring something different upon mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Because if there was a disconnection, when was it and why? And so she did her work, which um, translated to um, there was a point of her in her life where she felt abandoned. And even though she was very, she had so much, she has so much faith. She just felt alone. And she said, why did you abandon me? Or she said something, this is many, many years ago. And she realized that just by saying that she felt disconnected from God. Like, why would he let this happen? And as we went on through years, you know this by now, but he never left or the energy never left. Yeah. It's just that we make that it feels like it choice even. or a thought yeah and so what it just made it seem like it was it just stayed in her body so when i say have you done your forgiveness work and we say yes oh i always like to say this i had this um one person i couldn't forgive and i know it's it's the funniest story i could not forgive and I was like, nope. And this is way before theta healing and any type of healing. And so one day my mom started doing uh, meditation classes and all that. And I wrote down, she said, write a forgiveness letter to the person you want to forgive. I was like, perfect. I wrote it down. And as I was writing, the writing is so powerful. Because this is why I say, don't do it on the computer. Just put your the energy on writing, my mom says, is very powerful. So I wrote it down. I forgave this person. And I felt so much lighter. Even the thought of this person in my mind 
felt amazing. I felt like I could see this person and not have any negative feelings. Wow. So I went to sleep a few nights. Uh, I, I want to say maybe a few nights had passed by. And I had a dream. And this person came up to me and said, you do know that anything that you might have done doesn't work. Oh, my God. In the dream, I said, I grabbed the person by the hair, dragged her across the street. (laughs) Monica! In the dream! (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I was like, I woke up and I told my mom, I'm like, I don't think I've forgiven this person. (laughs) I had a dream. She said something and I just dragged her down the street. And so it made me see that we think we have done something. We did. We, we moved energy. You got some of the work done for sure. And it took you to the next level, but it took you to the next place. And it did. Yeah. So it made me realize that we can't always say a hundred percent we have done something because there might something that still might come up. And as years went on, and I finally did some theta healing on it, and all this other work or whatever it was, I found myself face to face with the person. The person um, had, for some reason, they ended up in our home. And, you know, she came in, I felt nothing. Like I wasn't angry. And at this point, I want to say, I was still cautious, you know, observing her, but I didn't have that anger or that feeling that I had in my chest where I was just like, I didn't know how to breathe around the person. And seeing that I was able to have this person eating in the same table and not having a negative emotion. And I will say that until today, I have more than happiness for this person. I, I see her and I'm like, I always wish her the best. She didn't know what she was doing. I didn't know what I was doing probably. And it all came down to, I felt like I should have done more. Remember when I say they did, there's something within us that we feel that we should have done also. And that's the guilt and not forgiveness that we do. So anything can shift. And when we don't have that negative feeling towards someone or something, that's how we know we have healed or moved on or evolved, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, it, exactly, exactly. And theta healing can be quite miraculous for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that we've gone for quite some time in this podcast, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is the perfect place to say, isn't that interesting that the talking about the concept of the dark in general is um, the dark seems to bring the light. Mm-hmm. And um, so like we see it as this terrifying thing and it is, I mean, like a lot of pain and suffering happens and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, mm-hmm. but um, this, this level of contrast um, forces us to find the light. And we do yeah. oftentimes. We said we were going to do a yeah. clearing about yes. how long do we need to do, need to do a s- simple clearing. Do you think? If we do one right now, it doesn't take more than five minutes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I think this would be really beautiful. So for anybody listening, then let's do go into prayer and do um, a really simple but powerful energy clearing right now. And Monica, what are we clearing? Yes. So when you're in this moment, just take a deep breath in. 
this gives you the feeling and acknowledgement that you're present. And I want you to just visualize that you're surrounded by light, that energy of source, universe. And in this light, I want us to release any negative energies that are around us, any psychic attacks that we mentioned earlier. We want to release in this light. And as we're releasing, I just want you to visualize that it's just kind of like dissolving and releasing from your body. Let's also release any negative entities, lower vibrations that are around us. And visualizing that this beautiful light is just surrounding us and assisting us and that we don't have to be scared. Let's also release any fear of the unknown, anger, frustrations, anxieties. And by releasing this, we're just saying, it's okay. I don't need you right now. Let's also release any feeling of feeling unsafe, unprotected, uh, I want to say lonely, any feeling of loneliness. And just take a deep breath in while we're releasing all of this negative energy, any pain, trauma, allowing the energy of angels or light just releasing anything that we don't need. And while we're in this beautiful light, I want you to just visualize that this light feels like a waterfall on your body, pouring that unconditional love, gratitude, safe, and feeling that being clear energetically is safe. that we can be and stay in this moment of peace anytime we want. And just take another deep breath in. And when we're ready, we can open our eyes. Thank you. You're welcome. That felt really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so anyone who's listening, just know that everything we released is releasing from their body. Yeah, for the highest good. Yes. With harm to none. Yes. And uh, yeah. (sighs) Well, um, thank you so much, Monica. Uh, Monica Blanco, everyone, you can reach her at My Path to Light. Dot com. Mm-hmm. You can book energy healing, clearing sessions, Akashic record readings with her. Mm-hmm. You can follow her on Instagram, um, my path to underscore light. Yes. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. You can find me on sacred or sorry at sacredstarlight.com mm-hmm. and uh, follow me on Instagram at sacred 
underscore starlight. And um, <laughs> please leave a comment, leave a review. It really does. It helps. If you leave a review, it helps the algorithm as well um, mm -hmm. because people don't see it. <laughs> uh, we're just starting back out again. So thank you. Thank you, Monica. And um, sending you a big hug and sending thank everyone you. that joined us today. It's joining us now at any point of space and time, just sending you blessings mm -hmm. and unconditional love and courage to face um, mm -hmm. whatever might be perceived as darkness, but just know that there's always love to be found there and that yes. there's absolutely nothing permanent mm -hmm. about any uh, darkness that you might encounter or come mm -hmm. across, that everything, energy is always shifting. It's always changing yes. and love always works. Yes. Always wins. Yes. So um, thank you and all my love and thank have you. a beautiful day. Sending all my love to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Sacred Starlight Spiritual Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Follow me on Instagram at sacred underscore starlight or visit me on my website at sacredstarlight.com. I am sending you nothing but love and enchantment and magic and power and grace. Have a beautiful day and until next time, stay enchanted. <laughs>